Have you checked out CleanseLife.com yet? Well, when you get a chance, you're going to want to head over there. This is where the teachings from my books, Emotional Detox and Emotional Detox for Anxiety, come to life. So when you get a chance, head on over to CleanseLife.com. But wait, make sure you listen to this show first. Welcome to Emotional Detox. How are you? And I'm so grateful that you are here. I have a special guest today. He, his name is Diesel Dunlow. And what's interesting about my guest is he's not an author. He is someone who has a company. And his company is actually his own name, which is called Diesel Dunlow. And he does a, a lot of stuff, all sorts of stuff. But I, I just want to take a moment to read to you guys what his company's mission is. And I think you'll understand why I wanted to have him on Emotional Detox. The mission of Diesel Dunlow's brand is to help people to dominate their passion, their craft, their fitness goals, and negativity in their life. The company wants people to motivate life into being great, greatness into lifting people from being, and I love this, average to legendary. Diesel Dunlow's company wants people to be inspired by their own life and to be committed and dedicated to their craft. And he helps inspire people with his inspirational clothing. The clothing that he creates create a sense of hope in people's lives but also encouraging them not to forget the value of hard work and making smart decisions about what you choose to focus on and what you choose to create in your life. And he does this in a number of ways because he's got this really cool background of also in film. He's an actor and in storytelling and also in physical fitness. So he really blends, you know, physical fitness people have to be motivators. He blends all of that and then he takes it and he puts it into the Diesel Dunlow brand. And first I just wanna say, cause he's waiting, uh, Diesel, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. It's my pleasure. And you know, I love your work and, and what you stand for and, and what you believe in. And I really connected with Diesel recently because of all of what's going on in the world. And I saw he was posting some really inspirational, powerful messages on his Instagram, which by the way, Diesel, what's your Instagram? My Instagram is Diesel Donlow. Okay. So if you want to follow him, I would, I would encourage you to. He's got some great inspirational messages and that's, that's what got me to grab him. And he's also created this love t-shirt. So, you know, with, with everything that's going on in the world right now and so much fear and um, anxiety and, and so, so much happening, this guy comes out and says, I'm going to create a love t-shirt. <laughs> and I actually bought one of his teachers. I don't have it yet, Diesel, but I don't know if you saw my order come through, but I did buy a love t-shirt because I want to wear it. I can't wait to wear it. Um, so Diesel, can you, can you give my audience a sense of 
what is, what are you focused on these days? Cause I know you got a lot of different stuff, but what are you focused on these days? Um, thank you for that purchase. Uh, we appreciate that. You know, when you buy something, we're able to give out more. That's how I look at it. That when people invest into the product that we were able to help more people out. And that's like what I do it for, honestly, uh, is to be able to help inspire people, you know, the kids or people mm-hmm. out there that need the inspiration. So right now with what's going on, we just feel like people are forgetting the, the main point of how to cure everything that's going on. And we believe that's love and unity. You know, right now, obviously my culture, we have been you know mistreated over the years and feel like some of us feel disrespected or most of us do feel disrespected. And we just feel like we want the world to see that our pain from years ago, a number of years ago with all the stuff with Martin Luther King, slavery and all that. We just want to be treated like as individuals, which I understand. But I think sometimes the violent protests, they got to understand that you have to do it through love and unity and do it together. So that's mm-hmm. why I created those t-shirts. So we could unite people together and let's do it through love and you know, let's do it in unity. That's awesome. And what is the message? What do you feel like the ones that are protesting violently, what message would you give or what do you feel is, is being missed here? I mean, I know you just went into that a little bit with the, they're missing the main thing is love and unity, but what do you feel that would help people understand? I mean, I'm I'm hearing you say that people need to understand there's a really strong history of hurt and feeling disrespected. I mean, that's what I just heard you say, but what do you think of the violent part for one? Uh, I don't agree that violence is the answer. It never is. And I just believe that, you know, you like, I believe everyone should be able to protest whatever they want to feel strongly about. It's just, you don't have to tear up the buildings that we all worked hard to pay for with our tax money and people dedicating their life to build that building. And the people that created the city that you live in, I just feel like a peaceful way of doing it is just do the signs, do what you, you know, do the walk and, you know, march down the street, whatever, and protest in that. We need to bring awareness and light to the situation and that we didn't need to do it through love, togetherness, and people being in like a team with this. You know, we, our people think that we are viewed as second class citizens. Mm-hmm. Some people think that and that we, we get treated different, which we do. <laughs> it's not no like argument with that. I can't like say we don't because I, I, I got mistreated several times and I can share a little story with you real quick. Um, sure. When I leave, I was born in Youngstown. Youngstown is the main city here. And uh, my mom said around fourth grade that we need to move to a suburb so we have a better education. So a lot of the uh, people in my community in Youngstown, some of my friends and all that were upset because they thought that I was leaving them for trying to be better than them, which I wasn't Mm -hmm. trying to be better than you. You get what I'm saying? So they Mm -hmm. they were thinking that, hey, I'm trying to like, I'm trying to leave you guys so I can go out to, you know, Poland, Uh which is a predominantly, you know, all community. But when they did that, they used to call me like, you know, you're white, black, or blah, blah, blah. You're a, a white boy now, or, you know, all this stuff. So they were showing a form of prejudice there. Yeah. And um, I didn't really, like, I really didn't like that. So, but then I go to Poland and then I'm dealing with, you know, that prejudice from, you know, the white, you know, community. Which right. I think they just, you know what I'm saying? Which they don't understand, you know, they, they never really had too many kids of my color there or being black, they didn't have too many in that culture. So when I go mm-hmm. to Poland, you know, I had to deal with both sides. I had to deal with my people saying, oh, well, you try to be this. And then I had to deal with the new people saying, oh, well, you ain't better. You know, you know what I'm saying? Always throwing names out there and all that. But 
you know, what I always did was try to love people and make them laugh and be inspired. I never like fought anyone really. I had one fight, but it was just because I allowed my emotions to get over. You know, he kept picking with me, you know, but it just happened one time. I never got in trouble since then. I got suspended in sixth grade and I fought the the guy in the the cafeteria because he kept, you know, talking about me being black, you know, like throwing stuff at me, just agitating me. Mm-hmm. And I just lost it, you know, but, you know, but it happened, you know, to the best of us. You know, I think all of us lost it once. So I dealt with that growing up as well. So mm-hmm. uh, I understand why we got, you know, I understand, like, you got to understand how the problem happened. You know, where yeah. did the problem emerge from, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, I think if we come together as, like, me and you're coming together and talking, and now you have an understanding that we get it from both sides. Yeah. You, know, you might get it too. Everyone gets it in a sort of fashion. You know, we all get it in some way. But yeah. I know our people have been mistreated over the years and yeah. we just want justice we just want justice to be served for the officers yeah. like, we can't have that no more it just it doesn't make our country look good it doesn't really make our country look as good i can't stand seeing it you know and it, it's very disturbing to even imagine that that could happen at this here we are in 2020 right that that could even occur right yeah. it's hard to believe that Shocking for sure. And, you know, when I'm thinking, when I'm listening to you talk about how they saw you as sort of like, oh, you're better than us, you're leaving, you know, and it, it reminds me of if we could really peel away that, it's really about, gosh, you're leaving. What about us, right? What about us? We're alone, we're scared, we're not feeling, you know, and it's like a reaction that people do you know, put you down for whatever choices you're making. It's all about emotions, feeling frightened, feeling afraid of, here, my friend is leaving. Now I don't have, I have one less, one less ally here, right? One less person I can connect to. And for young folks, that's like a huge deal, right? That's like their world is where do they belong, you know? And or feeling rejected or whatever it is, but it's, I always see things as an emotion thing and it's just a reaction. It's not even about you or that. It's about how they're handling what they're feeling at that time. And if we could just teach people this younger and younger, but that's a great story. And I I agree. I think storytelling is a great way to deescalate things. And that's why I wanted you to have you on the show, because I think just hearing your story can bring people down. I hope you tell more stories, Diesel. I'm working on it. Working on it. <laughs> I hope you do because I honestly I think it's going to be people like you deescalating with your I get it. I've been there. I I agree. You know, no one's disagreeing because it's like we want to tell people what to do and how to act and or shame and, and it's really about Let's share stories. I mean, it's fascinating. So what are you? What else are you hearing out there? Because I know you've been really bothered by all of this. I can see. Right. Have you been able to de-escalate anyone here? And I mean, yeah, of course. You know, like well, my platform, I'm blessed to have and I'm grateful to have. I have uh, all types of people from, you know, Brazil. I have people from everywhere. But Brazil, mainly in our country, you know, they deal with it as well. You know, it's... Uh, some things that they're going through that's similar to what, you know, I go through. So I really connect with a lot of the Brazilian cultures down there because we can just relate. So my post right now is just like, I just want to bring light to the situation. Mm. So, 
like I said, I have a big following for, of all people. A lot of my friends from school, from Poland, where I told you I went, follow me still. I have a lot of people of diverse race. So bring a light to the situation and show them that, hey, this is what Dr. Martin Luther King was trying to say. But when I made the post about that, you know, yeah. when, I, when I made the post about me standing in front of Lincoln Memorial, it was to symbolize Dr. Martin Luther King's speech. I have a dream. You know, I was trying to symbolize that through the picture. I don't think a lot of people got it, but that's what I was trying to symbolize. Oh, I got it. That. I got it. <laughs> you, did. you did, but not, but not everyone can see that. That that's what I was trying to focus on. Like, hey, we gotta do this together. This we gotta do it the way the great leader before was trying to symbolize to us. And uh, this is NBA player. His name is Stephen Jackson. He's been standing up for this whole thing, and I'm glad that he's doing. He's bringing the whole world on notice that hey, he said, "I love all people that love me." That's what he basically said. His message is like, if you love me, then you know we should. I love all people that love people. Basically, he's saying. Yeah. You know, and I really commend him for saying that because he's been taking a stand for the guy that got killed was his friend. You know, he's, oh, you're uh, kidding. Yeah, you got to look it up when you get a chance. You know, he's oh, really, yeah. his name is uh, Stephen Jackson. And he's been making a stand for that, you know, and um, he's a great leader. You know, he's promoting that Black Lives Do Matter, just for bringing a yeah. light to it on his platform. So that's yeah. all I wanted to do. I have, you know, a lot of people that I look up, uh, admire my work and admire, you know, what I do. So I just wanted to spread that light through the, the storytelling in the post. So. And you definitely are. And I do believe, you know, if you, if you go on his Instagram, he's very good at communicating through imagery. I got your images. I was like, that's, that's what made me reach out to you. I was like, holy moly, I love this stuff. Like he's making some really powerful statements without saying anything. And I love the way you do that maybe that's a little bit of the actor in you you know how to stage it and you know how to you know and and that's what I mean it kind of brings it all together to send a very strong message without the without the you know the other day I took a walk and my neighbor caught me and and she was going on and on and about how upset she was and the destruction and da 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 and it just, I, I had to, I'm slowly moving back. You know, I'm like, I'm like, I got to get myself out of this situation. And that's not the way we make change, right? If you feel like people right. are backing away from you and you're coming on full blast on your views and your opinions, whether it's social media or in person or however you're doing it, it's going to make people want to get the hell away from you. <laughs> <laughs> and, that's true. and right and you don't do that and that's that's why i love your work is you do it in a way with it's respectful it's clear right. it's respectful and it and it also represents what you know this black lives matter i mean you're very clear and enough is enough but without the in on top of you kind of thing because there is some of that happening, people attacking, you know, saying things. And I just love that way about you. And I love the way you just put it on a t-shirt. <laughs> right. right? And, and I encourage people listening, please buy his love t-shirts. I mean, really let's all create a new movement. Okay. And let's all wear the love t-shirt. Now that you know what he stands for and what he's about and what his mission is. It's a t-shirt. Grab it. <laughs> right? Really? I mean, to go back to your neighbor, to go back to your neighbor uh, I just think like when people come 
And I'm not like lowering, lowering into her vibration or saying I'm higher or lower. I just, I'm aware of her situation. And if it was me, I'm just not going to, hey, look, thank you for the feedback. I have to go to a different direction. Uh, when people come at me like that, first I got to understand that they're coming from a vibration that's different from my vibration. And I'm not judging them and I'm not going to judge you. I just, I'm aware of it and I'm going to move a different way. I keep on moving forward with my life. So when people going out there being, you know, out of control, you're showing that you're not in control of who you are. You know, I meditate every day, yoga every day. I started doing yoga with Adrian. I, I didn't know you did yoga until like a couple weeks ago. So maybe you could teach me I, some. I have, well, I have my, my <laughs> cleanselife.com, which I have on demand yoga. And I put, I do the cleanse in yoga. So we go through the cleanse every time, but, um, but yeah, I think it's, I do think, you know, it's, it's, that's a, first of all, I want to honor what you just said about the, you're basically giving us a tip that if you come across that, which is going to happen, right. And you can just go the other way, right. I'm, I'm going this way. I love the way you just said that. I hear what you're saying, but I'm going this way. <laughs> right. Yeah, because if you indulge in that type of behavior, then you're going to give energy to that person, which, yeah. you know, gives them a reason to keep being at a hundred percent, being like at a, an emotion that you're, um, comprehend, like, you know, more like emotion than where you're in control that yeah. you're aware and you're conscious of your decisions. A lot of people don't know how to be conscious of their body, their attitude, their emotions. Yeah. And they don't know how to just sit back and just yeah. be ready to go. You don't have to be too high or too low. You know, you got to be right there in the middle. Yeah. I, yeah. And when you need to go up, and then when you need to go up, you have that energy. Like you said before we started, you have energy to go up, but you, or go down, you know, but you need to stay in a normal state of control, a controlled state of mind. That's right. And, and you, in order to, I find in order to do that, you really have to know what you believe in. Yeah. Right. And if, if you don't know solidly what you believe, you're going to have a hard time regulating where you're putting your energy and attention and what you're feeding. And, but if you're on the fence, well, and what do I believe here? And I have to tell you, my youngest daughter was having a hard time last night and um, (laughs) my kids are walking in the room. (laughs) So uh, <laughs> um, anyway, I'm, I'm talking to her and it really made me realize she's only 12 that this is all impacting her. And I knew it, I knew it had to be right. And um, she's highly sensitive and not understanding, you know, why, why is this happening? And how could they do that to that man, you know, to George Floyd? And I mean, she was bawling. Why did he have to die? And why did they have to do that? You know, and, and I'm so, I don't like them. I hate, you know, I make it feel it was so much. And we had to, we had to really work through. And I, and I want parents to know that out there. I mean, kids are, they're trying to figure out what do I believe here? Right. And as much as I raised my children with compassion and, you know, I, I was raised, by a mother who was very accepting and a, and a father. And she was on the fence. I have to tell you, like, do I go with the, you know, go beat someone down right now because I'm so angry or do I, you know, and I had to, we had to, we had to talk about that. And I'm like you with physical fitness. If you don't have physical fitness right now, 
there is nowhere for that energy to go. And that's where that conversation ended up going with she and I, that she needs to get some more physical fitness because this tells me she's got stuff that wants an outlet because she's upset. And if we sit in that, we could, we could do something harmful to someone, right? It's possible, right? right? So I think um, your daughter, your daughter, she wants to know like what, like, cause she wasn't born in a, Martin Luther King era. She wasn't <laughs> born in, you know, like how you have a mess in the room and you try to cover it up, and then eventually that smell start leaking out, or yeah. the odor, or whatever that is, start yeah. leaking out, and you like, oh, let's throw some more things on it, and then eventually it keep piling up, keep piling up, keep piling up. That's what our world and society has been doing with this issue is that they've been covering it up so long and covering up and saying, hey, it's not still here, it's gone. We gave black people freedom, or we gave them freedom, we gave people freedom, whatever, blah blah blah. Yeah. But the issue never has never been solved. Yep. And so you have your daughter out here like, I thought this was solved. I thought, you know, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? she's like, she's like, is this done? I thought this was done 30, 50, 70, 80 years yeah. ago. That's what they taught me in school. <laughs> no, it's not. Look, and that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, we had to bring that to why it's important for me and you to do this is because we're showing that, hey, white and black people can get along. We can sit down and we have similar views. We have similar ideas. There's no difference. Like I put a quote on there the other day. I said, uh, everybody is connected. Everybody's the same, but we mm-hmm. live in a world that's divided. Mm-hmm. But if you look at each and every people uh, and every element of each and every uh, group of people, we all have the same things that we do. And we just move. Mm-hmm. We might look a different way. We might act a different way, but we are still the same flesh and blood at the end of the day. Yeah. I saw that one too. I really liked that. That was, that was really powerful. <laughs> I'm on social media more than I think. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, I saw that one. So yeah, and that's so true. I mean, our children are so confused. Like, I don't get it. They took, didn't Martin Luther King handle this? <laughs> right? Yeah, they, they think it's gone. But, yeah. but we kept throwing the we kept throwing the mess. So over true. And it, kept, and it kept piling up. Like you know that that gentleman George Floyd that passed away and got killed like that. You know for years, and people just like throw it away and be like, oh no, it's no big deal. Just like now, we're not even talking about the yeah. COVID situation. Now, COVID situation to a racism issue. Yes. Yeah. Like, what? I know. We just. Laugh. <laughs> don't add up. Doesn't add up to me. It, it, exactly. It, you know, that's such a good. I love your room analogy. I mean, that I love the, the, the cover up, the cover up, and it's still underneath there. And it's going to smell at some point, we're going to smell it and it's going to resurface and we got to get to the core of, of the issue. I will tell you, you know, and again, back to what do you believe in? I was raised by parents who they had a store. And so I was raised in, um, they were self-employed and, um, my, my mother had, I don't know, I think we had 13 employees and my parents barely graduated from high school. So they did such a good job. So anyway, one of my mother's key employees was an African-American male. And he was like the head honcho. He, um, he ran the show. I mean, he was like her main guy, right? And one day somebody put a remark on it, like a post-it on his back, like a comment, and they stuck it on right. his back. And I'll never forget it because I used to go hang out. I practically It was practically my home because that's what you do when you have a family business. And I'll never forget my mother 
she stopped everything, everything, and gathered everybody in the room in a circle. And she pulled that thing off his back. And she said, if anyone, if I see any of this ever again, you will all be fired. (laughs) That was my mother. You will all be fired. And she said, and and this is what she said, and do not test me. Wow. That's powerful because- That's that's what you have to be like, right? That's it. Yeah, she put that foot down. She put that foot down. (laughs) And that's the way we need to be. I mean, and she, you know, I mean, she did it in her way. And I think we're so afraid, right? I mean, people don't speak up. And so I'm not saying all people, but of course we need to speak up when we see something dishonorable and hurtful or someone's being treated differently. I don't care what, you know, we need to like call them on their stuff, right? So anyway, this has been a great conversation. Is there anything else that's coming up in your mind as we're talking that you want to make sure that you say today? I just think that, like I said, um, we just need to stick together and we need to obviously, you know, they need to uh, learn the emotional detox from you. <laughs> if you can, if you can show that, I think, I think if you make a bigger emphasis on it, uh, like I know you make a big emphasis on it. I know you do a, it needs a to, great yeah, job. Yeah. yeah. Not saying that, but it needs a bigger emphasis, especially right now because of the COVID-19 uh, situation. Yeah. And then, you know, this situation right here with, the uh the racism thing that we've been covering up i think if we if you it's like i think i've seen your uh thing on plenty of fish when you did that thing with them you know i think you know cnn or something to have you do like emotional detox thing with uh with everybody because we need that light we need someone positive you know saying hey let's just take a step back let's just breathe you know i think that would give everybody understanding that that we can work through this and uh i think you you grew up in massachusetts correct I did, yeah. That was one time most racist places to be in Boston, like that area at one point. Yeah. And back in the day, I heard, you know, I heard it was a lot of things yeah. going on with equality there. And the best way to, to fight, you know, negativity is love. And I feel like we just love each other and, yeah. you know, stay with each other and do stuff like this. This will help, you know, yeah. share our light. Diesel's talking about we we did a group cleanse the other night and it was spontaneous. I pulled that together in less than 24 hours. I put out a... Okay, guys, we're going to all cleanse today. (laughs) Get on Zoom and we're cleansing. And we did. And it was, and I called Diesel because I was like, I got to have him on here because he's, he's doing some great work and I wanted him to receive that. And so thank you for that. That's my intention um, to get it bigger so more people can experience the cleanse. And I think coming together as a group is really powerful because we need each other right now. You know, more than, and ever. More than, than ever. ever, we need each other. And um, we need what I loved about our circle the other night was how much what it feels like to be in love after you become neighborly. You know, you're like, exactly. even though you're across the world, you're my neighbor right now, right? Exactly. That's why I know my Instagram story because I want people to see what you're doing. Like, like I'm trying to show you guys, yeah, it's better life. Better life, you know, better people out there that you can see that they're doing positive things. Like, oh, like you know, listen to some negativity things. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're doing positive things, and I want people to know that. 
You're sweet. Well, maybe we need to, we're going to have to do something together. So this is fantastic. Listen, guys, his website is dieseldunlow.shop.pages. That's that's the exact page. But if you go to diesel and then it's D-O-N-L-O-W, you're going to connect to his stuff. And please get his love t-shirt. I want to get this like everybody wearing one, just like we all did the black posts. I want that to be his love t-shirt and and to be everywhere. So if you get it, take a picture of yourself wearing it and send it to Diesel. Okay. And I want to, um, first of all, thank you Diesel for being on the show today. And I'm sure you'll be back at some point. And I'm going to remind my, my audience that your emotions matter processing them matters more until next time take care everyone and spread the love thank you for listening to learn more about the emotional detox live group coaching sessions and all of sherriana's books go to sherriannaboyle.com